Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who would never demote someone for making jokes, my jolly friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I do like to laugh, but I gotta say, I've been kind of uh, off, out and about, and a little bit rusty from my uh, podcasting here. So uh, hopefully Marvel Team-Ups puts me, t- puts me back in line. Well, you're going to be the B story today because I'm going to do the summary since uh, I have little faith in your abilities because <laughs> I've been talking to you beforehand and you are a little rusty today. So I'm, I'm going to cover the summaries. You do the you can just do the intros of the book. How's that? It's true. Vacation on the podcast, too. All right. From August of 1976, Stanley presents Marvel Team Up 48 featuring Spider-Man and Iron Man together in A Fine Night for Dying. By Manilo, Bushima, and Esposito. A fuel depot explosion sends Spider-Man and his now broken web shooters hurtling towards his death when Iron Man catches Lucky Spidey. It was... Spider-Man can make so many things with this web. I, you know, they should have made him unconscious. Then I wouldn't have been so bothered by this. But can we get a parachute or anything? A glider? His web shooters were were like fused together from the explosion i guess so all right well thank you james b for clearing that up look well it doesn't matter that's the least of his problems iron man is blaming spider-man for the explosion when we are interrupted with the first appearance of captain jean de wolf she tells them to stop fighting and she enlisted two heroes to help out on a case after racing her roadster at 95 miles per hour She arrives at the station where she tells Spider-Man not to worry about her police officers bothering him as she demotes a wisecracking desk sergeant to beat cop. (laughs) At the station, we learn that the Mad Bomber appears to be using tiny remote control planes with bombs in them. His first victim was a wealthy slumlord, and the bomber also has been sending notes with police stationery. One such plane suddenly flies into police headquarters. DeWolf panics. Spidey comes to her aid, and Iron Man tries to take care of the bomb. After a couple heroic leaps and another explosion, the book ends with Iron Man down for the count, and Spider-Man in the steel grasp of a new villain, the Wraith. As DeWolf yells, What in God's name do you want? (laughs) Thank you, uh, Jean, and thank you, James B., for that lovely summary. It would have been so poetic to have Spider-Man save Iron Man while he's falling. But I guess the Wraith is just too powerful, too important to have that happen. A lot of Jean DeWolf in this book. Like, they really make her a very central character in a Marvel team-up. It's true. It's like we have discussed how it should only be whoever's on the cover. But, boy, she's in, what, 35, 40 panels? It's, well, we'll just have to see what happens to her. So, from September of 1976, Stan Lee's presents Marvel Team-Up 49, featuring Spider-Man and Iron Man together in Madness is All in the Mind, by Manilo, Bushima, and Esposito. Well, the Wraith is playing mind games with Spider-Man. Uh, he doesn't know why his spider sense doesn't work and why he's seeing things that are not there. This is Spider-Man, of course. Uh, Captain DeWolf fires a few shots. And the Mysterio knockoff switches his mind control to her. Iron Man recovers and blocks the bullets, just as the mind-controlled DeWolf fires on Spider-Man. 
the Wraith gets frustrated and leaves in a smokescreen. Uh, later, Jean DeWolf's passive aggressive father, Philip, comes to remind us that she's a woman and he's the ex commissioner, and they have no love lost between them. It is a terse uh, interchange between the two of them. And I, you know, in the last issue, now, we, this is the second time it's been she is a woman. She says to Spider Man in her office, let's face it, I'm a woman in a job that's tailor made for a man. And I'm like, now, come on, Jean, your perception of what you should and shouldn't be doing. Thankfully, Spider does come to her, you know, rescue, or not her rescue, but says, you seem to be doing just fine, Captain. And it's like this dynamic of her being a woman in this position of power is really important in these these books and her dad is just a really brutal guy in this interaction wow uh why don't you tell us what happens after that james b well her sweetheart dad shows her a note (laughs) that appears to be from her long dead brother implying he's alive uh the note about from the brother also implies that the brother is mad at her and also at the wraith the angry dad leaves and spider-man consoles captain dewolf as she explains that her brother harbored no ill will towards her. Uh, so it's confusing. Um, Iron Man says that they are up against a ghost. He knows a better hero suited for the job. And the book ends with a hint that the Doctor Strange image means we're going to see a little Stephen Strange, Eddie. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait for him, but I'm pretty unhappy that knockoff Mysterio's in here. I know he's one of your favorites, James B. Uh, but n- not only... Does the Wraith have similar powers, right? But Spider-Man is also defeated by gas? Oh, I don't know. Are you ready to move on, James B., or should we discuss this? Um, I, I'm ready to move on, but yes, I, I thought you'd like the word knockoff Mysterio. That's, you're, that's <laughs> sort of an homage to you, Eddie. Yes, superb. Thank you. Well, let's see what happens. From October of 1976, Stan Lee presents Marvel Team Up 50, featuring Spider-Man and Doctor Strange together in The Mystery of the Wraith. Once again, by Manilo, Bushima, and Esposito. These books all seem to be related, Eddie. (laughs) Spider-Man asks Doctor Strange if he could use his Doctor Strange powers to check out if Gene DeWolf's brother, Brian, really died two years ago in an ambush. (laughs) I thought Doctor Strange would say, no, I couldn't, but he doesn't say that. Uh, Meanwhile, Iron Man bids Gene adieu to check on a lead while she has a lead of her own and is determined to prove that her dad, Philip, is the Wraith. Uh, Doctor Strange uses a power to show what happened years ago, and Spider-Man can tell by the ghost silhouettes that Jean's dad carried off her dead brother after he had been shot. So, Eddie, just making sure we understand this. Okay. Doctor Strange has the power to say, like, let me see what happened at this intersection two years ago. Yes. Uh, Doctor Strange in a Spider-Man book or anything to do with him. In fact, Doctor Strange in general, this is not my favorite superhero. It doesn't. He never makes sense to me. Are, are you OK with Doctor Strange here, James B? <sighs> uh, he's, he's, he uses magic, I guess. I mean, it's like sometimes he can do incredible things. And other ones, like, there's a moment where he's walking into the, the crypt here to find the Wraith. And, like, you know, he yells out, it feels as if my brain were on fire. And I'm like, really? That Like, Doctor Strange, you can't deal with the Wraith throwing his mental 
whatever rays at you right now. I just yeah. really don't like them. Of course, here I am making fun of this. Like, you could never see what happened two years ago. And here in 2022, people like, uh, yeah, doorbell camera. <laughs> <laughs> we have the whole thing. Like, A billion with, videos in the world. <laughs> with, 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 right, with sound effects. But in 1977, 1976, yeah. rather, no. So, all right, let me continue the or finish the story. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we see Dad and the Wraith together at the evil lair below the family crypt where everyone is now headed. All the Iron Man and Gene DeRolf and Spider-Man all headed to the same place. Uh, Jean arrives first and she finds out that her brother is a mindless slave to her father. Uh, she faints because, as her dad says, she's a woman. Jean's dad then uses her brother's wraith powers to subdue Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. The retelling explains the intent of the dad to initially create a superhero from his son, but things didn't quite work out and accidentally their minds were connected. Whatever. Uh, A battle ensues (laughs) and Iron Man also reappears. Iron Man comes back, Eddie, with an anti-mind control tech and he uses it to capture Philip DeWolf, that's the dad, while yes. everyone else wonders what will happen to his wraith son, Brian. <laughs> how, how, maybe I missed it in the story. Iron Man knew that there was, he needed a mental controller for the dad at some point. Yeah. So I need to apologize to listeners of Let's Read Spider Man. Um, <laughs> I have been on a high horse for a good 20 issues explaining. That if you are not in the title of the book, you're not in the book. I was... And Iron Man says to Gene, I got to check on something. See you later. And I thought, yeah, see you never because you're out of the title. And he comes back at the end with this helmet and like plops it on the villain and saves the day. And... Wow, good good for you. He's the hero. I mean, he he ends the battle. <laughs> yeah, that it was it was I was amazed. But oh. I suppose, you know, we just did the Scarlet Witch and Vision and Moon Dragon and Doctor Doom and they all did sort of still hang around till the end. Yes. I sort of I understand if we're going to tell a big long tale and you know, and that was a four-parter. And uh, are you ready to end our four-parter here, Eddie? Uh, Yes, I can't wait to uh, hear what happens to the Wraith here. Uh, From November of 1976, Stan Lee presents Marvel Team-Up 51 featuring Spider-Man and Iron Man together in The Trial of the Wraith by Manila Bushima and Esposito. With the the tech called the Alpha Jammer blocking uh, Philip's control over his son, Brian, the case begins. So now we're in a courtroom. Okay, we've got the the father there wearing this helmet. It looks like Magneto. Yes. Uh, You've got the mindless son sitting there. And then everybody else is like standing around the courtroom. You got Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and, you know, our new character, Gene DeWolf. Uh, Peter Parker is taking photos. But he gets annoyed with J. Jonah James at one point and gives him the camera. Uh, (laughs) Philip DeWolf takes mind control. He uses his mind control, even though he's got the helmet on. Somehow he uses his mind control to take over like a guard long enough so the guard can turn like fully off the mind control from the helmet or something. Yeah, he, pulls, he, can... he pulls the plug on it right there. <laughs> yes, because it's plugged in now. Yes. 
and that allows him to take the wraith control over again. But because there's all this wiring and the plugs and there's all this electricity and everything, um, something happens and now Philip and Brian, the father and son, both have the abilities to share their bodies with the same powers. I, I got to stop here. This illustration that happens uh, in the bottom right-hand corner, I want to say it's like page four, although I'm not totally sure. Now, this is this is Sal Buscema and Esposito's picture. That's right. right. Yes. I, I got to give them credit for like drawing one of the best like exploding mind, crazy looking. I love this panel so much. So Dr. Strange is coming back to help us out again. Well, eventually they're both defeated and Doctor Strange uses his, his, he's a surgeon too, but he removes a bullet in Brian, which breaks Philip's hold. So there's been this bullet in him the whole time, which is relevant to this story too, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, the case goes to trial and all of a sudden you got Nick Fury, uh, Charles Xavier, Matt Murdock, and it's Moondragon again. Uh, They're all cameoing in this book uh, maybe she's a lawyer in her world, too. I don't know. Uh, the court finds the dad guilty and the son, I guess he's innocent because he was being controlled. And the dad's like, no, I didn't do anything. It was all my son. I wasn't controlling him. And uh, they take the, the dad away. And then the heroes tell the Wraith, hey, if you have any powers left, you should like use them for good. What a trip is all I have to say was this Marvel team up. I much prefer Cotton Mather over this series, actually. Tis the demon. He has freed himself. Just as a kind of comical character, but man, um, the Wraith. I I think that Gene DeWolf, whose first appearance is the, this whole run, I think she's going to be around. So it'll be good to have like a history of her as opposed to Cotton Mather, who we're not really going to see anymore, and John Proctor, who I knew we're not going to see anymore. You <laughs> well, know? yeah, so, he got hung, so. <laughs> at least we established. Um, True. And I thought Jean, I like Jean DeWolf in the first two books because she is presented as a strong character and one that was battling. And then as soon as her brother shows up, she just can't get hardly anything done anymore. Um, in, go ahead, finish. In, in general, though, this, this is more like a mystery, like many of the mysteries we've gotten. I do not like Spider-Man being a detective. It's got to be what's going on in the 70s. Everyone's watching Starsky and Hutch or something. Like, everybody's solving crimes. And this is probably what they should be doing, you know? I guess it's popular at the time. but Well, Eddie, let me, uh, let me get on our sponsor real quick. Um, uh, we couldn't have our podcast if we didn't have sponsors, so absolutely. All right, we've had... We've had a couple of political ads in the past. This would probably be considered a political ad. So you guys just okay. sit back. There's nothing for you to buy. So just relax. Okay. This will have nothing to do with you. Go. <clears throat> oh, all right. Uh, this is called Clyde Farnham for police commissioner. It says, Jean DeWolf is running for your election, but she demotes people to beat cops for making jokes. Clyde Farnham would not do that. Jean DeWolf drives 95 miles through school zones. Clyde Farnham would not do that. Gene DeWolf has relatives that are criminals. Clyde Farnham does not. Eddie says, She just can't get hardly anything done anymore. (laughs) Clyde Farnham can. But Clyde Farnham, the only man for the job. Paid for by Don Rigoletto and Associates Clyde Farnham for police commissioner. Well, there you go. I got pulled into this campaign. I don't remember... 
an endorsement or otherwise. You just said <laughs> she just can't get hardly anything done anymore. Well, that's true, but now it is a public. It, this is a, a public forum, a, an advertisement. You said it on too. our podcast. The commercial is on our podcast. Uh, I had no idea. So you were wow. You well. and Don Rigoletto are both endorsing Clyde Farnham for police commissioner. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> do we have to do anything else with this, or can we let everybody just save their save their I, time and do something else? You don't want me to talk about Jeans Doonesbury? I like how they just get, throw these old timey twenty scars sure, in there every let's once do in a that. while. <laughs> when she's driving, they're like at ninety five miles an hour. First of all, Iron Man's flying at ninety five miles an hour. There's no way he's taking flight. <laughs> above her at 95 miles an hour you think he's going too slow uh, or too fast it's a, too slow way too slow i guess he has several boosters but that is seems very slow for iron Man. Oh, okay got it overall <laughs> but she's driving like a car from the 20s and this is not taking place in the 20s <laughs> i think they're just trying to create a classic character like she drives yes. a car she's a tough cop she's a chick you know what i mean they're going for that whole let's create this character i guess so Give her a big old muscle car. It's you know, a you know, a dot. I, I thought well, I thought it was interesting that we had all these cameos galore. Like at the end, the fact that they're like, wow. let's draw Nick Fury, Charles Xavier, Matt Murdock, and Moondragon all to come to the to come to the court trial of the Wraith. I, it is, it is. I think they were realizing this story was going nowhere is what i think and it's like all right let's see who we can bring in to kind of excite the reader towards the end now you and i are not spoiled i assume that the door is wide open to bring the wraith back though i mean yeah he's i mean he's alive he doesn't have a bullet in his head so you know, and he's got mind control powers he's like a scarlet witchy type or like a mysterio mm-hmm. if he still has that powers so and if you know he can use his powers for good i'm assuming he could use his powers for good he's available as a hero. Right. But eh, his name seems kind of kind of negative. But Eddie, why don't you tell people uh, how they can find us? Uh, you can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. You know, I should just cut that out and just paste it into different one of our episodes rather than having us. You could. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind saying it. <laughs> yeah, I always have to edit the little different sound effects there and try to keep them paste. Yeah. The, Different ones, you know. I just I have like ten. You never really gonna you never just yeah. gonna get Ding. Um you never just are gonna get at the close either, but I know what you're gonna get today because I'm James B, joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners, if you have children uh, be nice to them or you might end up in jail. Goodbye. Goodbye. family this is <laughs> well th- the brother and sister were fine like yeah they, they, i guess that's they were true. both good that's true it's really and the br- man and did you see like i think the brother got the high who got the highest score did the brother got the highest score on the police test and she was second? yes something like that and the dad and then he was yeah he was sort of the brother was sort of killed yes
and the and the dad resi- the dad was the commissioner, I think, wasn't he? He, he was. resented it. He resented the fact that the sister, but she was also she was also trying to become a police officer, right? Yeah. So what was his problem? Yeah, he wouldn't speak up until after the brother's death that he was. Where's the mom? 